podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Fatback 4 on the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav. With me tonight is Shawnee, Keith and Kev. Um, loads to get through. United against Liverpool or Old Trafford. Tomorrow being the main thing, the, probably the only thing we're going to talk about tonight, to be honest. And um, we're going to do it in about an hour, if that's okay. Because Red Steve says, I wouldn't mind if this one is finished before midnight, Gav. Um, Red Steve, of course, <laughs> straight on top of me. Uh, one show goes over and Red Steve decides that... This, this is all the channel does. It just keeps going over time, all the time. Um, but disclaimer, we can't promise that we won't. Oh, no, no. We never promised that we could, but we'll try. We'll try. Um, Keith, come to you first. How was your weekend? Yeah. And have you enjoyed the weekend's football? Because I think it's been really good. Yeah, it has. It's, it's, it just shows, doesn't it, that, you know, everything can shift in, in an instance. Obviously, Liverpool, um, we've been in the doldrums. We know tomorrow is a big game, but the Man City result today sort of throws things back. Um, a little curveball there early for them as well. So, yeah, leaving them, leaving the football up for tomorrow, um, which I think will help Liverpool. It'll make them focus. But um, I enjoyed Leeds and uh, Chelsea today. I watched that game and I thought Leeds were excellent and I really enjoyed watching them. So, yeah, good weekend of football. Mm. Shawnee, um, there has been some good games. I, I, I don't know why, but I watched Everton and Forest yesterday um, while I was here. But like some really good goals, some really good football. It's, it's, it's been very entertaining. This, I would say, probably the most entertaining weekend so far. I know there's only been two before it. But. <laughs> yeah, well, I have to say, um, I was really impressed with Leeds today. Um, okay. that, that was a game I kind of got to watch without any sort of... like Because... Yesterday I was busy, and then the the city city game. I tend I tend to watch city intermittently, to be honest with you. I can't, I couldn't watch them for ninety minutes. It's just that no. just, they just bore the fuck out of me. It, it, they really do. Even now, when it, it's not that tense, like you know what I mean. But uh, I really enjoyed watching Leeds today. Um, all of that signing seemed to hit the ground, and the two lads in the middle of the park were unbelievable. Uh, about Tyler Adams and Aronson, I thought they were about very very good and at the same time Chelsea were very very shit so um, yeah it, it's a mad helter skelter like it's the league has gotten started earlier than usual and I think it's given the teams that are at the, the, the bottom end of the table a little bit more of a chance because they would have had more of a rest because they haven't got as much games in the leg as the big boys we seen with ourselves and Fulham on the opening weekend we kind of got caught happy and then today with Chelsea they look leggy Leeds look full of energy so it's weird to see teams still sort of um, that looking tired at this early stage in the season, but like they had little to no break, so it, it's going to be hectic, I reckon, all the way up into November. Um, and we're already fucking suffering the amount of injuries we have. But one thing I will say is the football is really good, and there's no disputing for me 
besides besides the shit officiating, um, the Premier League is definitely the best league in the world. I think it's I think it's been really good um, since the start of the season. It's been interesting to see you know clubs at different parts in their journey or whatever or their project, wherever you want to call, kind of clashing with clubs that are at different stages. Like you look at that today, Leeds brought in a load. Chelsea are still trying to sort themselves out, and Leeds go and bash Chelsea today. You look at Newcastle and, and City today, and five minutes in, City are up, and you're thinking, that's it, Newcastle come flying back, City come back flying back at them, and you're kind of going, that's the City of old, you know, that you're used to, that they just keep going and going and going. And then you look at Palace, who, a bit unfortunate maybe against Arsenal on the opening day, they had some good chances, or that was the Friday night, it was the first game of the season. You know, they get a draw at Anfield, um, and then they, they beat Villa yesterday, and Villa just look all over the place. It's really interesting to see the not, not even a style clash; it's just a progression clash between different clubs, and they're leaving itself out. There's no doubt about it. I think you know Arsenal have are top with nine points, and you, like, again that Palace game they were really good for certain parts of it, but could have lost it. Um, Leicester looked poor, and Arsenal beat them, and they were they were really good against Bournemouth. Jesse, who looked really really poor, but this, the the clashes of progression is is really good. Kev, have you enjoyed the weekend? I didn't watch much yesterday. Um, I watched it all today, though. Um, the Leeds one, I watched. I watched the Leeds game, and I had Joe Joe's watch along on while I was watching the match. Oh my god, that was hilarious! It was absolutely priceless watching the goals go in because he made a bet with someone in his chat. Before the start of the game, that if it was 4 0, he was going to get a tattoo of Jesse Marsh next to Bielsa. Oh, <laughs> so he was sat there for <laughs> at 3 0. And it was, uh, well, in fairness to him, he was roaring on for four. <laughs> you know what I mean? But And he would do it as well. Oh, yeah, he's a mad yoke, so he would have. But it was one of those games today that Leeds were really good. Re- Leeds looked like they bought into Bielsa, or sorry, bought into Jesse Marsh's ideas of pressing in the right areas while keeping organised at the back. And they're one or two signings away from being very from being very safe. Newcastle, look, the refereeing in that Newcastle game was atrocious. It was the worst officiating 90 minutes I've seen this year. I mind this season. Who was this it? Year. I don't know. I've never seen him before. It was a new the guy. Australian lad, was it? was Australian fellow, was it? I don't know who the fuck he was, mate. I'd never seen him before. I think he it was, was him, atrocious. Yeah. I swear, he... he he almost looked like he was officiating personalities out there. You know, it's Man City. It's we'll let the casual fouls go, and then we'll come down in Newcastle like a ton of bricks. There was cert- there was things that happened in that game. You'd have to watch one to ninety and just watch the refereeing because Newcastle can feel very hard done by in that result today. Mm. or City were good for their goals, but their third goal should never have been allowed. It was there was a mass there was a big push on from one of the city players on a Newcastle defender in the box. And it was a two handed straight into your chest push over in the box. It was a free out all day long. The corner was taken quickly, and they scored from it. And it was just like get on with the game. It's, it's that kind of nonsense, and I couldn't get over what I was watching. I mean, he sent some guy off, and then VAR he see he sent Trippier off. Trippier, yeah. Yeah, then he had to go and rescind that and give me yellow because, and it was a yellow card. I mean, it was if there was orange, it would have been an orange card. But like referees right. like that are going to decide the league. 
if it's Bro- tight. Well, it's decisions Murphy, in games like that are going to decide the league. Brian Murphy says Jared, the Australian fella. And of course, that's following on from, was it Mike Dean saying he missed something, someone pulling someone's hair? Um, yeah, yeah Cucurella, that led to a goal as well. Yeah. Sean, you've muted yourself, it says here, and I can't seem to get you unmuted, so you might need to hit something there. Um, but I want to get into, I want to get into this um, United and Liverpool. Um, Sean, he's okay there now. Perfect. Um, Shawnee, I might as well start with you and see if you've come back, right? Um, want to start off looking at the form of both teams. Now, I know it's a very small pill to look at. Maybe the, four, the first two games and, and stuff like that, where where you see yourself. Veranda Chase has the horn tonight um, for loads of things. He's given out because I said um, that reminds you of the city of old. I meant the city, of course, um, who's just relentless over the last couple of years. But he's, he said that. Um, he, he just, he's in one of those humours. I'll see him later. Um, but Shawnee, City... Uh, or not City um, United you know they lose a home to Brighton um, again going into the season with optimism and the, the new manager they've signed the left back Christian Eriksen signed you know they signed someone else as well I um, can't remember um, and they go into that and I think they're well beaten by Brighton um, Brighton they will do a number on them and then they go to Brentford and the manager picks the wrong side and the goalkeeper throws them in the net and they're just appalling and now this is all leading on to this game against Liverpool where we'll talk about protests and stuff later. But not a great start, Shawnee. Do you give him any sort of leeway because he's literally having to deal with the same fellas that were appalling last season, bar the two or three he's brought in? Lissandra Martinez, of course, is the name I was thinking of. Yeah, of course he gets leeway. I think, if I'm being honest, he's probably... I know I've seen your thing about the Glazers the other night, and although I, I, I agree with an awful lot of it, case to be made you know you're being the worst run club in England at the moment right up there with everything um, like you just think oh, yeah, they might be learning here from the stuff of old and then they're going to pay 60 million for Casemiro and pay him X amount a week and you're thinking to yourself right look, don't get me wrong Casemiro's a smashing player I don't think anyone's in denial about that but like he's a completely different profile of player to the young who have been chasing for a whole window like it doesn't add up so you look at what Ten Hag is dealing with there it's just, it's all weird for me, Gav. Just chasing all these lads from the Dutch league, then bringing in Ajax players, a player they used to manage, and then I want Aaron Eltovich. No, you're not getting Aaron Eltovich because the fans said no. You know, it's just a complete basket case, and it's actually hard to, it's hard to actually um, comprehend how a club so big has gotten into such a state. Um, Liverpool was bad for a long time, but I don't remember it being this bad, genuinely. I, I was listening to the boys, Dunphy and Giles, and although the, they come up with they come out with some mad things. Do I give an out stink about about teams playing out from the back, <laughs> saying, yeah. it's, saying it's a nonsense and it's something in football, <laughs> and then don't be start blaming the modernists for making the game like that. But you made a good point about United and George was like, I played in United in I think he said sixty three. He said we won the the FA Cup. Um, he said we battled relegation and we beat um, I can't remember who he said he goes but it was never this bad it was never this bad he goes and the thing was back then United knew they knew where they were and where they were what they, where they were heading whereas I think this, this, I don't know what it is whoever's going in there like Ten Hag probably went in there and probably thought I can make a walk with these group of players and he's quickly finding out he can't and the thing is Gav they're running out of people to blame that aren't the Glazers. It was Pogba. It was others. It was Muck Marshall's coming around. They could throw shit at Ronaldo there a little bit. And I think 
to be honest with you, I think Ten Hag has failed all of his early tests so far because 100%. He starts Ronaldo away at Brentford after he leaves the stadium early. <coughs> You're coming out and condemning sort of stuff like that in interviews and then you start him. Like, I don't know, it, it's been a tough start for him. And to be honest with you, I kind of, um, from what I've seen of Ten Hag in interviews and that, I like him. I do, I, lo- I do like him. I think he speaks well. I definitely think there's a manager there in there somewhere, but I just don't know whether anyone can make that work. And they blame the Glazers and all. Like, you know, they're probably going to go and spend 150 million next week. And I made this point to a couple of United fans, and they were chewing their head off me. They were saying, Well, what the fucking Glazers says? Well, hold on, right? Any other owner is only going to give X amount of money. If there's still people, still saying people making the decisions. They're gonna have those mistakes. You could give your man Arnold five hundred million tomorrow, and he'd spend it all on the wrong players. And when they turn around, and say dividends, you're on the fucking stock exchange, you divvy. What? Do, what? That's that's the whole point of mm-hmm. being. That's what happens. Shareholders are entitled to that dividends. It's not like they're taking it out of their choice. It's it's almost that's how the business operates. Not and we we look at you look across the board. City don't even well City do but in a fucking in a roundabout way they do it they they make up companies and plunder cash in none would have so I don't know I I think an inform you know United who should have won the, the games at Bryant and Brentford would have been licking their lips probably playing us but even though we haven't had a great start this is we should be going there and bowling them over because to be honest with you they've no identity there's not much quality in the squad um, I don't, I don't, like there is they've good players but cohesion just completely lacking he might drop Maguire tomorrow night I think it could be a fucking disaster you know it would have been a disaster with him without Maguire how are they going to play in midfield like they're a basket case Gav we should be going there no excuses and beating them tomorrow and leaving them on the foot of the table it shouldn't matter what's gone before them no matter how much they employ themselves I know you're so you're really really big on application and I know there was games last year where you felt we didn't apply ourselves mm-hmm. and you got really fucking frustrated and I see that I think that happened against Fulham I think that was definitely in question but I was just saying that in a, in a group if we go and play the way we did against Palace tomorrow night we'll win that game yeah I agree because I think Palace are more organised than Man United yeah. I think they're more drilled and I think they have better attacking options than Manchester United yeah. and what I mean by that they probably haven't yeah, they probably do have better attacking options overall for me. Um, just in how exciting they are and how as a unit they work together, Palace as opposed to United. Kev, you look at United and, you know, I, I, I'm not going to get into the, the whole Glazer thing because I get into it way too much the other night. And I, I just, I get frustrated as people just can't see that. Uh, no, actually, do you know what? I'm not going into it. Kev, no. Man, Man United <laughs> go into this, the two, two defeats from two. He's under pressure. Um, I I've seen something today about his next six, including this one, and it's not the easiest run that they have either. You have a few really tricky ones in there as well. But what do you know? Like, is is are you overly surprised by this? Is probably the question because I'm, I'm going to get into the approach of both sides. But are you overly surprised that Brighton have managed to go there and win, and Brentford have beaten them? Now, probably not as heavily as that you'd think. But are you surprised at that? Because when I look at the the teams he has out. I kind of go, this is just the same as last year with a different fella on the sideline. <laughs> I'm surprised at the manner of the defeats. I, I wasn't surprised that they got turned over. Um, they were in horrific form at the end of last season and it can roll into the, the following season if you're not careful. We've seen it with us. 
going behind in games. And, you know, that's a, a, a hangover from last season as well. So I'm not surprised that they lost. I'm surprised at the manner that they lost the games. And I'm surprised that he's tried, he spent pre-season trying to implement how he wants the game played. And whatever about the first goal against Brentford, you know, keepers make mistakes if they happen. The second goal is criminal. Rolling the ball out for Ericsson to take it, and it, it was a horrific ball to give out in the first place. And then for that to happen, for Ericsson to even be in that position in the first place, it's just all kinds of wrong. So you have to wonder what are they work, what are they working at in training? You know, this is basic stuff, playing out from the back. And one thing that Tim said on Friday night, he said he'd rather Ten Hag stuck to his guns and play how he wants how he wants them to play rather than be pragmatic and play each opponent as an individual side. You'd rather go through the the pain now for the benefits of it later on because Ten Hag is a good coach and he will get it right eventually, but he's got to weed out the players who don't work at the moment. And he's got a couple of, he's got what, a week and a half left to do that. Hmm. They need to do some serious work and serious business in this transfer window, but it's got to be the right business as far as they're concerned. There's no point in spend, giving them 150 million if they're going to spunk it up the wall. It's it's pointless. And he has to know this. Otherwise, it's his reputation that's going to get hammered. And if this carries on for much longer, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he holds his hands up and says, I didn't sign up for this. You know, I was given assurances. I was given promises by the board that this, this, and this would happen. It hasn't. I'm leaving. Because it's his reputation. He has a really good reputation coming from Ajax as someone who could develop sides, take sides into the late stages in Europe, plays open, attractive, attacking football, and winning football. And that's why they brought him in. But if he's not going to get the players that he needs to play that way, then he's the ultimately going to be the one that suffers for it. When if he's there for eighteen months trying to appease everybody, it you know who's going to go near him after that? It, it's it's crazy at the minute. There, it's an absolute basket case. I've oh. never ever seen a club this big go this bad this fast. What? You know, normally there's a drop off period. You know, you see it coming. You saw it coming with Arsenal. You can see the fall off, the drop off coming with Arsenal, where they were finishing four for a few years. And then eventually they fell out. This with Manchester United is just atrocious. From a side that finished second a couple of years ago, I know it was by default because we were crippled with injuries, but in fairness, they still finished second. To go from there to openly looking at maybe not getting into the top eight and realistically not getting into the top eight. The betting for tomorrow night's game, we're 7-4 to four on to go to Old Trafford and win. United is 9-2 at home against Liverpool. That yeah. shouldn't. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, but... Like Kev, them betting companies are onto something. By the way, like given how free bets like it's nothing tomorrow night. I have a feeling they they might have a feeling that this game doesn't go ahead. Or <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. we'll talk we'll talk about that in a bit. I'm kind of holding <laughs> off on that. But Keith, like Kev is right. You know, Ten Hag's looking at it and he's saying like, how long it goes on for before Ten Hag goes like, what the fuck's going on here? Or he's given 150 million, and I don't know why Anthony is is a big thing for them. You know, I don't know why he's a massive, massive target for them. Now, that, it could be the case of he's looking and going, Martial injured, Rashford's not at it. Like, when you actually go through it, you're probably looking going, who else has he fucking got? You know, he's probably pinning an awful lot on Jaden Sancho at the minute. When you look at the form and the disruption being caused by the others um, that's just being named. But at the same time, Keith, 
you know, he would have come in there always completely open as to what a squad was. Yeah. And what he needs to do. And, you know, do you remember he, he was back in training on July the 4th and everyone was heralded as, he was heralded as like this. Yeah. This is like never seen before. Like Reinventing the wheel. We came back a day early. Like, right. Um, but he, he has to be given time. But it is, the, is that part of where you look and go, well, hold on. You know Harry McWord doesn't work. Right. And you know your fullbacks aren't good enough. And you know your midfield don't work hard enough. And you know your forward, you know, and it just seemed to, it just seems to be rolling out as it was last season. Um, it might be something in there. Keith where he's saying, I'm putting it out as I want it. And if they don't perform, we're gonna have to take it hard here. But well, I'm gonna keep doing it. But is there a bit of a way you just go, listen, why isn't this fucker playing five at the back for a start? Why isn't he just going five four one and you know looking to consolidate and, and be hard to be while he tries to put something in? Or is he gonna be that kind of straight down the line and he's playing as he plays and that's it? Yeah, see, I think <clears throat> I don't think he's going to revert to five four one at this stage because he's coming in from Ajax. He's a Dutch coach. Dutch coach is very stubborn. You know what I mean? They have their ways, and they don't like to move from it. He'll stick with his way rather than you know bend. I mean, Guardiola got this for years at Barcelona. Why are you not uh, changing plan A, plan A? And he's like, plan A is perfect. Why would you change it? The Dutch coaches won't do that, so I can't see him doing it for tomorrow night. I think the business, it, it started off well and good for him, right? So we they got um, Malassia in. That was one that he identified and he seen an opportunity. They got him. They went and got him Lissandro Martinez. Look, he's a great player. I think he's a great player, but uh, I don't know. Jamie Carragher was lashing him out for getting dominated. Manchester United are now saying he dominated Brentford. He got hooked at halftime, 4-0 down. So I don't know how dominant he could have been. But he's a really good player on the ball. Um, and then it all went wrong. Frankie de Jong is the, the sort of, is the, not the hill that he dies on, but they've, you know, he started their summer spending decent enough. And then they get to Frankie de Jong and he spent too much time on a player. And I don't care what anyone says. If he wanted to go there, they could have got something done. Do you know what I mean? They could have got something done. We spoke about it before. They wasted all that time. And then the scattergun since that has just been ridiculous. Rabio, two weeks waiting to be told no by Rabio. And then Casemiro comes out with nowhere. Now look, Casemiro, Sean, you touched on it. Casemiro's a great player. We all know that. But why is Casemiro going from the European champions to this shy? Because they are shy. They're in the Europa League. They're a mess. But he's getting 400, 450 a week for a 30-year-old. You know, it's, he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but does he, will he have the hunger? He, he'd be going from playing for a team that dominates, you know, in Spain, in Europe, to a team that, you know, will be dominated. And, and that'll be a tricky one for him. They, they'll put all their eggs in that. Anthony for 100 million euros. Um, I like Anthony, he's a great player. But I would have had him in the 40 million bracket rather than 100 million bracket. Do you know what I mean? So... I don't know what they're, they're thinking is. They've just gone... Where I feel he's got really fucked was he had an opportunity to be in Harry Maguire and he came and kept him as the captain. If he had Anthony about him, in my opinion, he would have took the captaincy off Harry Maguire and he would have dressed it up and he would have said, look, you know, it's a fresh start for everyone. I think Harry can benefit from, you know, playing without the burden of the captaincy and then two weeks into the season he could have dropped them never to be seen again and sold them for 10 million no the managers do that like it's not like it's not like you'd be uh, Ten Hag could be hung out to drive for that no. like I remember Klopp doing it Klopp done it with um, with Benteke 
Remember I was talking about Ben Sacco. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sa- yeah, Sacco. But then even if you look at um you look at Brendan Rogers, Brendan Rogers came in and he, he inherited Andy Carroll. And he's yeah. like, Andy's this and Andy's that. Andy was out the fucking door about ten yeah. minutes later. You know, well, mind, it's actually it's the easiest of time to make a decision like that now. Because yeah. now he, he's only apparently apparently Maguire's being dropped for tomorrow, so he's the rollback on that no longer than three weeks after making that decision. And the thing is, like, if he I, I, I'm not going to say if you had a brain because obviously the fella is very fucking intelligent. You don't make it that level of football. Otherwise, yeah. what's he? What's Cody Maguire going to do if he takes Captain Is he going to? Is he going to roll back and start playing Down shite? Because <laughs> yeah. he's been shite anyway. Is he going to turn around and tell you he wants out? Yeah, no, but Chief Newcastle might pick you up a fucking Burnley. You yeah. you pick your poison. The there. other, yeah, the he other, had an open goal. He had an open goal. The other and, shout is who? Who'd you give it to? Who would I genuinely? It's a good question, but do you know who I'd probably give it to? Even though I think he's finished, I'd probably give it to De Gea because you know he fucking gives you his all, and you know he yeah. probably garners respect around that dressing room. Yeah, give, I, that, that's like something I think like McTominay. Yeah, I think McTominay would have been an argument. Really but not able for it. I think I think McTominay could have been an argument to be made captain of United, but I think there's something going oh, on there with him. We are, we are talking about Casemiro, right? Casemiro's going from winning the ball back and giving it to Modric, he would fucking take the ball in a phone box. Yeah. When you see him, he gives it to McTominay, whose second touch is a fucking tackle. Yeah. Like, the fella is dog shit. Dog shit. Yeah, yeah but I think... That's what I'm saying. <coughs> Gav, you know, I had this conversation with Casemiro will make a big difference. Casemiro is going to have a pain in his bollocks after four yeah. weeks ago. I have a pain in my bollocks winning the ball back and giving it to you as per only for what? Oh, but he's great with Fred and Blade in Brazil. Give it. Do me a bleeding favour, will you? It's a fucking... It, they are an absolute it's, it's, it's a different game. International football is a different game. And right. again, it's a team that dominates. Brazil, when they're playing yeah, in South America, the dominating the ball, dominating the the opposition, nearly, you know, like similar to some teams, they, they're defeated before they even come out onto the pitch. And that's where I think, not that Casemiro struggles, but it the, the move doesn't make sense for me. They should have, in my opinion, brought in a younger player for whatever price it was, and built their team up that way. Instead of Casemiro, he, he seems such a short-term fix, Casemiro. And I don't even know if he's a fix. And I just think that... a deal on yeah. 350 grand a week. Yeah. Like, We're an option to add one on. Uh, people, are laughing at the Mac, people are laughing at the McTominay show. Genuinely, McTominay goes out and gives everything for United. Right? He's maybe not the best in the world, but he gives everything. When you look around that squad, there's not many like him. That's why De Gea is not a bad show, although he threw one in the net. He cares. The rest of them just wander around not giving a bollocks. Like. Um, Keith, I'm going to stay with you and move um, to Liverpool. All right. Um, two draws from two. Poor against Fulham. We know that. Good against Palace. Um, got caught by a really good goal, in my opinion. Um, as a to Zaha, and it's a brilliant, brilliant finish. And um, we have we plenty of chance in the game. It's probably the only thing you can throw is that we our finishing probably wasn't at it. But overall, I thought against Palace we were good. Um, but this, what's happened today with Newcastle is and City is probably like you said in your tweet before before we come on. Life comes at you fast, doesn't it? And mm. just this game takes on another like an extra kind of dimension to it now. With with what happened there, I know it's the whole game of the season, but you know we if we win tomorrow night, we go in, we go right five points from nine. Not what we wanted. We probably wanted more. Probably wanted seven um, or nine. But we're still looking at City and going there on seven. And that's where you kind of always keep your marker key. So not the best start of the season for Liverpool. We're a real chance tomorrow night to, to put things right. Yeah, 100%. Because, you know, before 
today's game with Newcastle and City, we're all probably thinking, right, City are bleeding miles ahead of us now. And we were giving them the three points before the game happened. And yeah, then looking at, and there's all the talk of a relegation bleeding, you know, bottom of the table clash with Manchester United. And look, stranger things can happen. Broken clocks can be right twice a day and all this thing. But you know, uh, technically, you know, they could have something to go for and, and they could be lifted up and Liverpool could be a bit nearly a slug in the gut and, and on the ground. Instead, City dropped two points. And look, we we say about when Liverpool get a draw, that's like a defeat. It's the same for City. You know what I mean? Like a draw is is a bad result. Whether they came from 3-1 down or not, it's it's not a great result for them. So that's a little bit of an, um, an injection that Liverpool need to say, look, we haven't... Forgetting about results, some of the performances from our big players, and we've all spoke about this before, and Sean, you've seen you on, on Alex's show as well talking about this. Virgil van Dijk, Trent, Robbo, Fabinho, Mo, haven't been out of yet. Do you know what I mean? And, and these are these are key players. These are, the, these are the players that we will build around, and they have not been out of yet. Now, people can jump in, and we'll jump in in the comments and all this about, what about Henderson? Henderson hasn't been great. He hasn't been that bad. The other players that are in there, Diaz has been up and down. Um, but no we haven't been out. great yet. We haven't no been great out. yet as a team. Henderson is poor against Fulham, but I think he, I think he actually re- he's quite good when he comes on against Palace. I, I thought Henderson was the best against Fulham, yeah. to be honest. I thought Thiago was atrocious against I, I Fulham. I get that, but what I'm saying is I'm not, I'm, not, well. I'm, not, I'm not measuring Henderson's bar off anyway. No. I'm just saying, the, overall, they were, they were all poor against Fulham. But the ones, my point is more... The ones you can usually rely on have not been there to be relied upon. Now, that's not down to any uh, Liverpool are going to fall off a cliff thing. That's just down to the big go- the big guns aren't firing at the moment, and that will come back. And if you look at the way we played against Man City in a, a big game, we were fucking brilliant. And then if you look at how we played against Fulham, and I don't know, did we take them for granted? Were we not ready for them? Um, Palace caught us dopey, we know that, but Overall, I thought we were decent in that game as well. Does it take a big game at Old Trafford now for them to say, look, you know what you have to do here? Get the fucking fingers out and let's get stuck into these because these are bad. You know, this United team are bad. So if we look at Bobby coming back into the front line, um, we look at, so we won't do a team yet, but, you know, Bobby has been there and he's done that at Old Trafford. So we know he knows what it takes. Mo has had a field day there lately. Do you know what I mean? So we'd expect that he can do the business. And we just need these big guns. We're not looking for Harvey Elliott to suddenly step up and be the main man here. We're looking for Virgil to step in and be the main man. We're looking for Trent to be the main man. We're looking for Robbo. And these are all leaders. And that's all we need is their big guns to say, right, have a look at ourselves. We haven't done ourselves justice here. But City have given us a little lead and a little left the door open for us to get in here. And we could end this week, this game week up. Um on what, five points, two points behind City. I don't really care what Arsenal are doing. They don't concern us at the moment. Spurs, all these teams can go and get their, their points now. What we need to do now is get the the City, keeping them in our sights. And I think a good game against United tomorrow gives us something to aim for. And that puts us back on track, in my opinion. I could be wrong. You know, we might beat United and then play Bournemouth then after that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Play Bournemouth at home. And we could struggle, you know what I mean? But I don't think we will. I just think we need all our um, all our big lads to just start playing and, and we should be fine then after that. 
Mm. Um, I, I think someone might have the audio playing out of a speaker there because it's coming back as Keith's talking. But if you do, just knock it off. Um, Kev, a few in the chat there have said, you know, we've looked a bit lethargic probably against Fulham. Um, didn't take a chance against Palace, you know. Um, but is this the perfect game tomorrow where, you know, Liverpool, the, the real Liverpool turn up and smell blood and go, right, this is where we kickstart from. This is where we... This is where we start our season now, and we really want to. Um, not only do you get three points, but you do it away at Old Trafford, and then you look at Bournemouth and Newcastle at home in your next two games. It's a real jumping-off point for this Liverpool side. It, does it actually suit us tomorrow that they're in a bit of a bad way, and we need to just we need to just turn the fucking key in the ignition? Let's be honest. Look, tomorrow, all that matters is three points. Performance doesn't couldn't care less at the minute. It's three points have to win. You cannot look. Go it. You can We could end up tomorrow night with United ahead of us if we don't. If we lose, United will be ahead of us on the table, and they're absolute dog shit. For how bad that we were, at least there was some some green shoots to look at in the Palace game because we created twenty odd chances, only four on target. I'd be more worried if we couldn't get if we couldn't keep the ball and we couldn't get chances. As long as we we play to that standard. We will get chances again against United and we'll take them. You have to take them. My worry is the selection up front tomorrow night. Um, Don't be getting onto me teams now no, before I ask you. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get there later. But it's, it's winner. It's, it, it, it's, I can't emphasize it enough how important it is to get a win tomorrow night. It, whatever about City, it, didn't matter, it doesn't matter what City did or didn't do. That's a bonus, the fact that they only got a point today. And it should have been nothing. But we can't go play after three games with only two points. It can't happen. And the like I said, the only saving grace is for how bad we were against Fulham, there was about 80% of what we did against Palace was fine. It was everything up to the final third and the last ball, the last chance. That was the problem. Last ball, last chance. Better Creating better chances. That's what that's where we were missing. And even when Nunes went off, going to a two man midfield and going four four well, three four two, basically at one stage, we were better for it. You know, and I think we have more to be positive about going into tomorrow night. You know, despite the fact that the, the two teams are on shite points totals. They've they've done nothing in two games. They have literally been mauled for two games. They look so mentally fragile, mentally weak, that if they go behind again, they could completely collapse. Whereas on the other hand, if we carry on our tradition of conceding the first goal and you give Old Trafford an excuse to get up and an excuse to get behind them, against us especially, anything could happen. Because they do have individual players capable of doing things to really hurt you. If you're if you're not careful and switched on to it, Rashford is capable of moments Ronaldo is absolutely capable of moments, you know. So we have to be on it from the start, from the f- right at the start, first twenty minutes, and bang at it and hit him hard for once. Just turn up in the first twenty minutes and do some damage. It's all I'm hoping for. Shani, we go there. We haven't had the best start of the season. Um, we we we've, we've gone over it and over. They're in a bad place. We we have to kickstart the season. Um, our approach to it. You know, we always speak about this, Sean. Don't we air approach when we go there? Do we sit and see what they have and then go for them? Or do we do what we done last season? And we just go in there. We, we go in there and we go, we're better than you. And 
absolutely put them to the sword. Can we do that again tomorrow night? With the players that we're calling that we have out or the players we might play? Yeah, can, the, the, well, that's the question I have for you. Do, you. do you still expect Liverpool to go in there and go, we're better than you and we're going to show you? Well, they should because mm-hmm. I think maybe down the years, one thing we could probably point back uh, Klopp maybe in this, in this in this fixture in particular is probably showing them a little bit too much respect yeah. and I think last year was the complete antithesis we go there and we just fucking put the foot on the child model and it's four nil the game over at half time I think we actually toy with them in the second half probably could have made a 7-8-9 if we wanted to, to be honest with you I think we completely take our foot off the gas but I'll just go back to a very, very good point that Kev made there. I think we've gone behind in our last eight Premier League games. It's got to fucking stop. It's as simple as that. You, you might get away with it at home against Palace. You'll get away with it again at home against Fulham. You don't want to give these bastards something to shout about tomorrow night. That's if they show up, of course, um, because we all know what's going on there. But like, we just need to be on it. And like Keith said as well, it sounds like a bit of a fucking echo chamber, but it's right that we, we need our big lads to step up. There's no point worrying about who we haven't got. There's still enough quality there to kill this. We have world-class players in every position still. Yeah, That's what I believe. World-class defenders, world-class midfield. Fabinho hasn't been on it. Still world-class in my opinion. Across the front three, Diaz definitely. who came to life last week when we went down to 10 men. And you have Mo who hasn't been on it. So, Look, we should have enough for this. If we apply ourselves and apply our game plan, I think they will share that. And if they go down, they will crumble. Because I don't know. Maybe use my PA to tell me. I can't remember the last time i seen this Manchester United side group for a game. I, I genuinely don't. Mm. I couldn't tell Fair you. Point. It's yeah, may, Fair maybe, point. Maybe the sports game where Ronaldo gets a hat-trick. I don't even know when that was. I think that's before Christmas last year. I, I, to be honest with you, I cannot remember the last time these grew up for a game. I'm not even joking. They seem to live. They, they seem to live on on a, on a, on on the edge where they'll go in and they'll kind of go, oh yeah, and then when something goes against them, it's mm. it's gone. You know, yeah, like that's yeah, and that's why I'm asking these questions. They're mentally win? fragile. Yeah, we yeah. should just go in and go. We're better than you and do it. Keith, we showed that last year at Old Trafford. Sorry, Gav. When, okay. when we battered them, they they started. Bruno has a shot. Yeah, uh, early, and they're all like, ooh, and we yeah. go up to their end and smash them. Yeah. And you just saw them falling apart. And and that's what we have to deal with them. We have to get at them early and just put air sort of demons to bed about conceding early. But also, if you score on them, I just think the whole place, the arse falls over. Yeah. Um, just on the, on the on the players we're missing, Keith, I'll come to you, right? Um, you know, I, I've no issue with, with Gomez. I think I'll start with Van Dyke, you know, and, and we go through the team. Right? I've no issue with the team. We're going to start with, with whether... We disagree on one or two, maybe, um, towards the end of the show. But does the players we're missing give them a little bit of a G up? And the only reason I'm asking that is because Jota's not there. He's done damage against them, right? Thiago could literally pull them asunder in, in a game. I don't actually think he plays at Old Trafford last season. No. Um, but he does at, Ultra, at, at Anfield, and he's unfucking believable at Anfield. Um you look at you look at Nunes who's come in. He gets sent off last week, but he would have been a real threat, I think, to their to their you know running behind them and getting across defenders and just being an absolute nuisance. Where Firmino, if he plays, might be a little bit different. But does that give them a little bit of a G up, Keith? Where they go? Well, look, they're missing him, him, and him. Oh no, they're bringing in these players, but that threat in behind isn't as big down the middle, and this fella isn't going to pull strings all day. Could that give them a little bit of encouragement? I think it would be false encouragement to be honest because I think Sean you said it there we have world class players do you know what I mean whoever's forgetting about who's missing 
we have players that will do them damage. And, you know, the, the likes of Nunes or Jota not being there brings in Firmino. Not everyone's a Firmino fan, but what Firmino can do is Firmino comes in deep, pulls centre-backs all over the place, creates space in behind for the likes of Diaz and for the likes of Salah to get in there. So it's a different threat for them. And one thing about Lissandro Martinez is he's very, very um, front-footed defender. He runs out to get to these things. And I think he could leave gaps at the back. I think he could leave gaping holes in there. And I think someone like Firmino, if Firmino was on it, and we know when Firmino's on the on the um when Firmino's on it, he holds the ball up and he links play brilliantly. If he if we get that version of Firmino, I think we'll tear them apart. Because I think they'll be all over the place. So I don't think it matters who we're missing. Once we have we've said it there, once the big ones show up and put in a performance, I don't really um think it matters because we'll go through the team in a while right and I think it's still going to be a strong team and I think even mm-hmm. if we disagree on one or two positions or players I think either way it's going to be a strong team and I think it's going to cause problems for them and uh, this famous last words and this could come back to bite me in the arse but I don't see where they cause those problems I know we said Kev said about Ronaldo Rashford and all this Sancho on his day you know can be can be very good I think they need us to be shit for days to, to get on top of us. So I think it's paramount that whatever team we put out, they're switched on. Do you know what I mean? They're not allowed to be complacent. They're not allowed to be sluggish. They're not allowed to start slowly. If you get on top of these and you start fast against these, this game will be over in the first half, without a doubt. Mm. I think <coughs> it could verge on that. It really could. Um, we're going to get on to some lineup predictions and stuff. Um, I've seen in, I've seen in the chat here, I just want to read it out because this is going to cause fucking murder. Jamie Holmes says, Jürgen Klopp has been quoted with the same. We have more, we have more injuries than we would have imagined. And it would be killed to have another midfielder in, of course. Then there is also another factor. I'm not in charge of what we can spend. So, Jesus Christ, stay off social media because um, it's going to be twisted in all sorts of fucking If directions. that's a direct quote and a legit quote, that is a proper kick in the balls to drop that the day before you go to Old Trafford. Well, we'll have to wait and see yeah. if um, if that's the full quote because you usually get them yeah. quoted in certain yeah certain way. Um, and, of course, it's all blown up now. And Kev, Kevin Ball is asking, is them quotes Klopp, are them quotes Klopp putting pressure on PSG? to spend um, oh, I'm not getting into it I'm really not no. um, oh, listen I just, I'm, not, I'm not going into it let me read out <laughs> let me read out a couple of our sponsors for this evening we've two tonight which will veranda cheese will be absolutely thrilled by I'm, I'm sure um, let me see the first one of course is uh, IP Vanish IP Vanish is a VPN service where you can protect your data your identity, your location, stuff like that. Um, while you're on the internet, passwords and sec- it's it's basically good for security. Um, user on your tablet, your desktop, your phone, um, your Fire Stick. If you're you know um, streaming media and stuff like that, use it all with uh, v- with the VPN IP Vanish. One touch of a button on on these devices, and you can't be protected. Four point six out of five on Trustpilot. And if you go to uh, www. vanish dot com forward slash day trippers you can get 70% off your yearly subscription with 30 days money back guaranteed that's www.ipvanish.com forward slash day trippers the second one is called better help now um this one came up and it was interesting because better help is um it's an online therapy company right so um 
you know, there's an awful lot goes around today about mental health and how people are feeling and how they look after themselves and stuff like that. So it was interesting when this one come up. Um, basically, the way they the, the way they come across is like if you had a car that you have to look after for the rest of your life, how much would you? How much would you effort would you put into it? You should do the same with the likes of your brain, your well being, and stuff like that. And that's where better help comes in. Um, they are an online therapy session. Um, so. You can go online, you can have therapy sessions on there, you can talk to people. Um, it offers video, phone and even live chat, chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Um, I think it's important we read that one out actually because, you know, you do see an awful lot about people, they might be in a bad spot. They might need someone to talk to and stuff like that. So um, check out um, BetterHelp. 10% off for our listeners at the moment for our first month at betterhelp.com forward slash daytrippers. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com forward slash betterhelp. Um, line of predictions. Sean, you want to let you go first. Yeah, mute it, Sean. Yeah. I know we just laid legs. No, he's back. No, no, he's muted himself. Still muted. Now you're on. There you go, Shani. I hate this fucking lineup, bollocks. 11 Liverpool players out. Come on, Shani, pick us a team. Will you stop getting all annoyed? Pick us a team. Um, Alisson, Trent, Gomez, Virgil, uh, Robbo, mm-hmm. Fabinho, Keita, Hendo, Diaz, Bobby, Mao. Okay. Who was the midfielder you had? Fabinho, Keita, Hendo. Okay, nice. Kev, what's your 11? Uh, Alisson, Trent, Gomez, Virgil, Robertson, Fabinho, Henderson, Naby, mm-hmm. Elias, Salah, and Diaz. Okay. Oh. Okay. So you're going Elias? Salah through, Salah through the middle, Elliot wide right, Diaz wide left. I just don't like Henderson in the eight on the left-hand side. I think that's Naby's best position if Thiago isn't playing. I like the balance with Henderson on the right. And I like the fact that Henderson goes on the outside and Elliot can come in on his left. I don't like Elliot and Salah on the same side because they congest the space inside. They both want they both want to naturally come in onto their left side and nobody's there to go on the outside. It's not Trent's natural game. He always finds himself further inside. So you're just congesting the pitch. You're making it smaller, and you do, that's not what you need to do against this Manchester United side. You need to make the pitch as wide as possible and play on the outside and pull them apart that way. That's the only reason I go that way. I just don't think we've seen it. Sorry, I just wanted to say, I don't think we've seen the version of Bobby that Keith was talking about mm. for a long, long time. Well, he was good against Southampton away, I thought, at the back end of last year. He was yeah. fucking deadly. Yeah, but my only it, issue with Mo down the middle is he's shite with his back to goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, get that. I get that. I get that. Yeah, and we want to be probably you probably want to play a little bit more withdraw, wouldn't you? So you can then yeah, yeah, expose yeah, him. Yeah, but I like against... the, I like Ellie in the front three though. I like Ellie in the front three. Um, it's interesting now. Them two teams are really interesting. Kind of troll me, Keith. Eleven place. Um, yeah, to look the back five that we've all said. Um, I don't see there being any issues on that. I'm switching. I'm going Elliot in the middle with Henderson and Keita. I'm no, going. Fabinho. No. Okay. I'm going with then the other three up front. I, I didn't have Keita in the team originally. I was sort of thinking Fabinho. Fabinho doesn't play all last year either. No. Yeah. I just think something Kev said there about Henderson can't play on the left. 
Keita plays on the left of the tree. And I think I think Fabinho's been bad. I think he's been shit so far this season. Um so I think it'll be Hendo playing the six. Because um, I think he wants to play Henderson. I think he'll want to get Henderson in the team. And I the more I thought about it, Henderson or Elliot rather than Henderson or Thiago, or not Thiago, sorry, Keita. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised now to see Keita coming back in and playing that left side and then the front three being Bobby. I get what people say about Bobby. You know, he hasn't been that player. I thought Bob, I thought Bobby was okay. Um, yeah, boys. I think we could say a little Christmas tree tomorrow. 4 2 3 one. Yeah. I think, you, I, think you, I think you could. I think it's possible you see... Um, Hendo and Fabinho are the base and maybe Carvalho or Elia as like a 10. A little surprise. Maybe because wouldn't be surprised. I actually fancy um, I fancy Klopp would fancy them two up against their two. That, that's yeah. what I reckon. All the all the sound technicians in the chat again are back saying that um, the, is that a radio in the background? Um, like, Jesus, they let you away with nothing. There's obviously a sound issue somewhere, lads. Just leave it. You know what I mean? We're trying yeah. our best. Um, Alison, Trent, Gomez, Van Dijk, Rob, Robertson. I think he goes for being your Henderson Keita. I think he does. Uh, and I think it's a bit harsh on Elliot, but I think that's the way he's going to go. I think he, he'll he definitely look to control that midfield and he'll look for as much, um, even even Henderson's physicality in there, I think will go. And, and Fabinho isn't being dropped. I don't think he is. I think, you know, they, you know, they look at that and go, Fabinho's being dropped, we're triggering around people. Um, I think Keita starts because I think if you're going to see any sort of version of Bobby that you think you could get running beyond Bobby is going to be big and I think that's where Kate might come into his own. Elliot is brilliant, you know, but I don't think he makes an awful lot of tall man running runs, if you get me. He likes to he likes to orchestrate. I think that's where you might see it. Don't get me wrong, I think you could see Carvalho, Elliot and all come on later on because you have to fire subs, but I think they will go with... Um, I think they will go with that three. Up front, I think he will go Firmino. I think he'll go... Diaz and I think he goes Salah but we're all sitting here and it could be fucking nothing as to what we've picked because yeah. you never know what way it come out but I think I just think it's still going to Manchester United you're still going to want the players on going onto the pitch that you know plenty of experience and, and still to be I'm not saying overly solid because you're concerned about them but I think just going in there I think Keita and Henderson is probably the best two that complement each other for this game going in to start off with. But by all means, like if you want to throw Carvalho at them for the last 25, which I'd love to see, by the way, um, Elliot, whoever it might be, I think, and that's where it comes down to, you know, having options and, and still be looking really, really strong. Um, Do you know why I'd fancy Elliot to play on that right-hand side? And Kev, I think, mentioned that he cuts in all the time, he cuts in. I think that left side of that United defence is, is a weakness at the mm, moment. And I think here. if you can get in around there, and I think Elliot gets into them little pockets of space brilliantly and then cuts the little through balls in. And I think he can do serious damage. That Hendo doesn't do. Look, I'm a huge Hendo fan, but he's not the player that he was. He has different qualities now as he's getting older. And that's why I just think Elliot in there, he threw him in against Chelsea last season. I don't if you've mentioned Milner here in, in instead of Fabinho in a tree. No, I'd go, I'd go Henderson. I'd go Henderson at the base quicker than I would Milner. Milner's done okay. Let's be, let's be honest. Um, boy, for this, says, why not again, play Diaz down the centre? Stick Cavalio out on the left. You see, that's what the options are. Yeah, you know, and and he could four. if he treats them with disrespect, he could do that. You know, if he you treats could go them four, with the disrespect four, they deserve. You could go four four two. Play Diaz and Salah up front. Play Elliot on one side and Carvalho on the other side, and play Henderson and 
Fabinho in the two sixes. Yeah, I just think I think I, the more I think yeah. about it, I think Naby should start because he he loves pressing. And if they're going to insist on the guy trying to pass the ball out to Casemiro, can't play, can he? Um, no, no, no. But if, if if they're going to insist, if he's going to insist on playing out to the likes of an Eriksson or Bruno Fernandes, you're both good footballers. Don't get me wrong, but it's all different when you're. 25 yards from your own goal and you're being asked to dictate. I think Naby could have a field day pressing off them, especially when Bobby, you know, drops into that little space and, and entices them into it. So, um, it'll, it'll be interesting, but, uh, I have to go on to score predictions. Have to go on to score predictions. You know the rules. Um, if Liverpool score and you think they score, you have to give us the scores. So go on, Keith. You go first. Um, five nil. Oh, I well. think we're going to absolutely butter these up and run through them. I think Salah's going to get three. I think... Another, um, a back-to-back hat-trick at all time. Yeah, loves it. Why not? Isn't he, he the only opposition great. player in Premier League history to score a hat-trick at all time? So you're saying he's going to do it again? Yeah, yeah, okay. no bother. Because he what hasn't you, been What have you been drinking tonight? Vodka and Red Bull. Of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I just think... Now, I genuinely, I think we're going to put a marker down tomorrow. I'm expecting our big guns to fire. I'm expecting Joe Gomez to come into that defence. And he was good the other night when he came on in fairness. Really good. And, you know, let's be honest, they, they sort of exposed Nat Phillips. I think if Virgil, as we've said, as I've said, Virgil, Trent, Robbo are a semblance of their normal selves, I don't see them breaking us. You know, and people will hark about the pre-season friendly. Jaden Sancho scored a first off a mistake by Isaac Mabea. We were all over them up to that. Their second and third were mistakes. Do you know what I mean? So there's no, I don't see anything in days that that's worrying me. I, once we got one goal up on days, I think the arse will fall out of them. I think these are really fucking bad. And I think the crowd are bad. The crowd are horrendous. I think the team, the attitude of the team is bad. I don't think they have an identity. I don't think they have a plan yet. And I think one goal here and they crumble and five is being conservative but Mo to get a hat-trick and then we'll throw a goal in for Harvey and Naby okay Shani have you been on the Falcon Red Bulls are you going 5-0 you've muted yourself again Shani now, I reckon a uh, 13-0 could you have okay. a hat-trick for Henderson okay. and, and, a, and a light one for Alisson? Take, take That's your what points. I wanted take to say. That's points and goals are coming, Sean. I was being conservative. Yeah, two, I tell you around 13-0. 13-0, okay. Um, and I was laughing up here earlier because uh, Reese McCardle has 10-0. Salah get to get 7 and Keita, Alisson and Diaz. Uh, but 13-0 is absolutely... Could um, you have a hat-trick for Henderson? Oh, yeah, okay. All right. People's choice. It's falling off everywhere. But he'll end up pointing at something and then people go, well, he just pointed at you. So it, it's yeah. undone. The quadruple hat um, Listen, before we finish up, there's a chance here that this game might not go ahead, right? Now, I think it will. Um, but there seems to be very kind of intense talk of United fans protesting in different ways and, and stuff like that. Kev, A... What do you think the chance of this game being called off are? And B, if it is called off, what would you like to see happen? Shawnee's laughing it's not as chat here now and I want to know what he's laughing about. Go on. I think it's not as remote as what people think. I think it's 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 very possible. If they decide to protest the players' hotels and not let the players leave, the police won't let those players leave the hotel unless they can guarantee their safety. Not a hope in hell will they allow that. And there's a cutoff point with sports events. You see it a lot with uh, 
ODI cricket, if you have a day and night match, that it has to finish by a certain time. Football's no different. It, it has to finish by a certain time. There's a cutoff point. So they can't just wait and wait and wait and let the game play out. If the game gets abandoned, then what Klopp said is absolutely reasonable. should be awarded the 3-0, and it should be three points. They should play behind closed doors for a month and hurt them that way, whatever way they want to do it. This is the second time, and if it happens, they've been warned. They had their get-out-of-jail-free card last time, and it suited us, really. you know. But at the end of the day, if it happens, it should be three points, and behind closed doors games for a month. Mm. Suck on them apples. You know, it's, it's Kev, bullshit. Kev, Kev Ball reckons that they'll get it cancelled in his opinion, but um, Sean Book says he doesn't reckon it will be cancelled. Um, the only way want... that's get cancelled if they break into the stadium tonight and dig the pitch up or something. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. But, 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 like, but, but Sean, you like, Kev mentions there about security and stuff like that. And, and it is taken extremely seriously. Like if if they were to block routes or try block this or block that. Hold on, when with um when when did we done a decoy bus before, didn't we? Yeah. But that that was this the repeat this was this game last year, wasn't it? The we season before. before. Yeah. Look the, the fucking Manchester police will be on it. I wouldn't be surprised me a little pillar at the ground by three o'clock tomorrow. Both teams. Uh just they won't allow it. They mm. won't allow it. It's just not gonna happen. Like if this was a Sunday game Maybe you may be willing to let it go, but as Kev said, Monday night football, you couldn't even push it out to a nine o'clock kickoff because no. it's just too late. You wouldn't be, fans wouldn't be able to get home or out. That a shower is sure. I'm with Club. If the if the game is to be postponed, punish the club. Simple well, as I that. I think they should be deducted points if they do it again. Yeah, rumor, rumor, rumor coming yeah. out tonight that Brendan Rogers is being sacked by Leicester. I saw someone in the chat very early tonight said the betting has come right in on Brendan. Four to five on he was. Mm. Yeah. Well that that's a tell. That's a telling. It's what what price at is 13 nil tomorrow night, does anyone know? I'll have a look right now. Hold on, I'll get me app open. Uh, well, no, it, like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like I, I can't see it being cancelled. I think it's a whole lot of blame fluff. I think they'll be in the ground for ninety minutes as well tomorrow night to show you back yeah. with that green and gold scarps. Like uh, yeah. that's that's like it's all it's like hyperbole it's like Nemo went oh, I'd love them to have the green and gold scarves and then down. I'd love to have them the green and gold scarves right and then be 3-0 down at half time and then you bring Casemiro out to unveil them <laughs> and they're all cheering them because you know they spent another 60 million quid because I think that would absolutely suit the, the the point I'm trying to make on all this and that that's all I'm at I just hope, actually. honestly I just I hope if it does get cancelled <laughs> I hope Liverpool are like vehemently against the game about the game being rescheduled and all that and just getting it off and, and just yeah. saying no and fucking and doubling down on it and backing clapping what he said because um, it's not is we- like, you know and I'd love to hear what you know, Pratt has to say about it, Neville because uh, I'm sure he'll be uh, he'll be golden them on or whatever but look mm-hmm. I, I think it's a whole lot of fluff and bust that the same way everyone was like oh Chelsea are going to go Fucking broke and Barca can't register players. These things never really happen, do they? No, no. You know, no, no. I know what happened, but, but, but it was COVID, wasn't it? When the game was called out last time, there wasn't going to be fans on the ground anyway. Am I right in saying that? Correct. Yeah, yeah. And and it, they they couldn't do it because the fucking COVID protocols were smashed all over the place. Yes, because so they went into the ground and the COVID protocols were broken because players people. People are in putting their hands and stuff. And yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd imagine literally the only way that game gets called off is if someone gets into the ground tonight and digs up the pitch and makes it like physically yeah. unplayable. 
Yeah. That's the only way I can say. Yeah. Um, and that's all for Nils as well, the guy in Genoa. Yeah, 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 broken his tibia um, in training yeah. with Roma. In training, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he had a training incident today. Kev, Kev B has it up there, and I'll, I'll just yeah, pull up terrible. there and read it out because he, he, actually, um, he actually says it perfect. Um, but, yeah, look, that, that news came out about Genoa and Alan tonight. Genoa and Alan has also broken his tibia. Wish him all the best after his recent new move. Deserves a bit of good fortune, um, says Kev B. And I'm absolutely... Um, yeah, 100%, you know. Um, whether, you, whether you agreed or didn't agree with Gino and Alden leaving the club, or how he left the club, um, he's still a modern-day Liverpool legend for what he's yeah. uh, done with the club. Um, yeah. So we wish him all the best, and hopefully he's back sooner rather than later. Um, Keith, any chance it's called off, or do you think it's just an awful lot of fucking messing? Um, I, I don't think it'll be called off. Um, I think they're going Dean, to... Sorry, Dean Regan, breaking news, says Brendan Rodgers has just turned up at the Leicester Stadium with three envelopes. <laughs> His what? name is in two of them. Yeah. Um, uh, I think they're going to announce a deal tomorrow for Anthony. I think the fans are going to be whipped up into a frenzy and they're going to be out with fucking Brazilian flags and the game will go ahead because I think they're fickle. I don't agree with... You know, don't get me wrong, I can understand their frustration at their owners, but at the end of the day, if they were winning, they wouldn't give two shits about this. I think they're going to sign, announce £150 million worth of new, €150 million Euros worth of new players, and that's going to appease the fans, despite what they say. The game will go ahead. They will walk out, but not our protest. They'll walk out when we're absolutely rogering them. So I just don't think the game will be cancelled. There's a lot of talk about it, <coughs> but I think it should be, Liverpool getting a, a three points should be the bare minimum that happens if they got that game cancelled again. This one, the biggest games in world football. It's the biggest game in England. It's the biggest game in the UK. Um, and the fact that they got that called off without any repercussions was pretty scandalous in my opinion. Mm. And if they do that again, I think they should be docked 10 points. Liverpool should be given the three points. I think they should be forced to play behind closed doors. What about 20 I think points? they should be hammered. 20 points. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Loads of points. 64 points. In the Dock style them. of in the style of that um what's your They should just swap them with they should just swap them with Salford, then let Gary yeah. Neville have the management. <laughs> exactly. No, do you know what they should do? They should just say, right, well, who's, who's top of the champion? Who's top of the championship? And they go, right, you're in the Premier League, and they just move them in and move them in, just yeah. swap over their fixtures. You have to recite playing Gary uh, Ryan Giggs poetry in, in Stratford and then you're the games. Should, if United had any sense now, do you know that poetry, they should get that done on a flag. Do you remember they used to get all this, these sayings on flags around yeah. the Stratford end? That'd be amazing. Um, L is for legs. Yeah. L is for legs. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Your name million. sounds like my favourite brand at the home start. It's just the <laughs> yeah. most sensational thing I've ever heard. Oh. And, and <laughs> Lyons with his ex, his best mate as oh, well. Like, this is, was, it, was it actually Ellis for Legs? Ellis for yeah. Legs again? Yeah. Because he couldn't think of a second one. Yeah, yeah. But there was two A's and they had different ones. So oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, so he, just just, he lost, a bit, he lost a bit of interest when it got to L, did he? Yeah. I yeah. can't believe that the most decorated football and Premier League history is literally <laughs> creepier than Ted Bundy. It's fucking weird. It just doesn't make sense. It's um, it's 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 mad, oh. mad, mad stuff altogether. Um, look, we're all going to watch the game tomorrow, and um, we will have a post-match show at ten p.m. Presume the game takes kicks off at the right time 
and ends at the right time. Uh, we will have winners and losers on Tuesday. It's been moved this week because of the game tomorrow. We should have a midweek fix on Wednesday. Viewers' voice on Thursday. Premier League forecast on Friday. We'll be back for a post-match game on Saturday because we play Bournemouth at 3 o'clock. And this show will be back with you at 10 o'clock next Sunday. Um, before we go, though, Bobby's wish to walk. I made a boo with you the other night. I said it was at 134. It's not. I read something. I've got completely in my own head. Um, it's on 123 odd thousand, I think, at the minute. 27 to go. Bobby's wish to walk is to get Bobby, age 7, Bobby Smith, age 7, to St. Louis, to get his treatment, um, come back to Ireland, have some intense physio afterwards, and he will basically have the same treatment that Sienna had going on a year ago now, nearly a year ago. And the change has made the whole life is absolutely brilliant. So instead of me boring you with all the stuff that, you know, the, the, the name of what the condition he has and stuff, check out Sienna's steps on social media and go and look at her timeline from a year ago to now. And you'll see the difference it makes um, for a child so young, you know. And we've cut off all ways that you can give money to this channel and um, we've done that intentionally so you can't do super chat you can't do this you can't do that all you can do is you can go in go to the show description click on the link the go for me link and donate to bobby instead and that's the way we'd like it um so you're not giving us money you're giving it all to him and that's th- that's the whole reason we're doing this and um, we don't want to give it to him instead um anything else before we go kev no i'm just looking i think by the looks of the comments in the in there now with the uh <coughs> the stuff that klopp has said i think i'm just steer clear of social media for a while someone in there earlier did say that that klopp quote that's being read out is actually nothing like the actual quote of course so, it's not of course you know, it's um not. and it's coming from the echo so you know um yeah. but People going, Klopp said he's not in charge of what money Liverpool spent. Of course he's not. No manager is in charge of any club of fucking yeah. what, what he spent. But listen, this could be twisted any which way you want it. Uh, Shani, anything else before we go? Would you like to have a look at that 14 nil and change it maybe? No, 14 nil. 14 nil. Back to front. Like a man uh, who sticks to his guns. Good man. But what is worth as well, I think, we saw him a failure as well. Yeah, so do I. There you go. Yeah. What's more likely, a midfielder or Torte and Neil? Touching guns. No, I'd, I'd say you get. I'd say be be fairly evens evens and Paddy Powers with that one. I'd say. Um, yeah, I, I I think we'll sign a player. To be honest, I wonder, so if, I wonder if, if I was going to say. I wonder if there is the that talk coming out of Ecuador with Casado. That ah, coming look, out of do, I think they'll do something. The in the long grass. Someone is going to need money along the line, and we'll yeah. pounce. Might even be a man off Sheffield, but. Dylan O'Rourke says, I'm so shocked there has not been no mention of Anthony Joshua Joshua yet. Hang on, we might get him on here and he can close out the show for us. Yeah, fairness, I felt sorry for him. He, he should have been shouldn't have been anywhere near the mic. He's had no, to be no. getting boxed in the head off a nineteen stone fella bloke for twenty, thirty minutes. He shouldn't have been anywhere near a fucking mic. Should have been and dragged think, out. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the bo- I think <coughs> boxing boards and Boxing boards are very good with all of this stuff, and I think there needs to be large brought in against them because the poor fellow was out in there last night. And I know he probably didn't look badly hurt, but he took a few smacks. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, tell you one uh, thing. I'll tell you one thing, right? In the UK, after the uh, Ben Watson uh, Eubank fiascos, what happened, when, what happened with McClellan as well, they banned doing interviews in the ring after fights. You watch any fight that's held in the UK. Those interviews are done outside the ring after yeah, the fighter yeah. has been visually checked by a doctor first. They're mm. never allowed to talk directly inside the ring to anyone. 
for mm. that simple reason, because God knows what they're saying. And one quick shout out as well to Leon Edwards, who absolutely kicked the Same head off. Kyoto. Yeah, of out of uh, Usman last night. If you oh, haven't yeah. seen it, yeah, search yeah. it on all my days. Good, Callum Kick and the Luke head had a clean off. That. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, what was I going to say? Um, Sas Copoy, uh, Matt from Canada, he's in Dublin at the minute. Any Dublin-based trippers, uh, uh, he's in Ryan's on Camden Street tomorrow night if you want to go and have a point with him for the match. Um, Johnny, any, I, I've asked you, you, you're okay. Keith, anything yeah. before we go? No, um, my top is Chapacoense is being asked in the mm. in the chat. Um, now, nothing, nothing after that. The, the Joshua, before we move off that, can I just say, we think the referees in football are bad. The fucking yeah. judge on that that gave that fight, the American. Anthony Joshua, the American. I think he does that. that. I think he does that. Thinking the 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 British English goes for home. Goes for home, and he gets the writing was on the wall in the fight before that. Mind the fight before that, yeah. the judges were horrific. Mm. Yeah, I thought Zhang won that fight as well. Yeah, he did. Won a you clean. know the scoring, and that was bad. But to, to give Anthony Joshua seven of them rounds was. Fucking scandalous and shows the state of boxing. That's everything that's wrong with boxing is, mm. is that decisions like that are. Imagine Music hadn't won that fight because of some shite bag scoring like that. Where Liverpool ladies beat, or Liverpool women beat West Ham 5 0 in the friendly as well today. So they're off and running um, for the new season. Um, that has been the fat back four. Um, as I said, shows coming on through the week. We're going to try to clip up these shows a little bit as well and throw them out on YouTube with smaller pieces as well. They're all available on audio download. And if you listen on audio download, hit the review button on your phone, whatever app you're on. Give us a five star review. It helps us out. We don't ask for much. So if you could do that, it'd be absolutely great. Thanks a million to Shawnee. Thanks to Keith. Thanks to Kev. I've been Gav. That is it. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.